I'm Rob J. Speck, the host, probably affiliated with the All-Star Sport at theallstarsport.io. I love MMA. I love all combat sports. And you're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Sports Podcasters. My name is Colbert Rond. Today, I've got the Joker, the funny man with me, Justin Williams. Justin, how you doing? I'm doing so well, and I love the little uh, clock in your background. I can tell with your injury, you've had time to you know fix things and annoy Amy a little more. So I'm happy to be a part of that with the uh, with the podcast, taking away your time from her. Yeah, totally, man. I've been getting all kinds of little home jobs done while I can't go out and actually enjoy myself. I've got the potato peeler working again, so that's fantastic. But, but uh, <laughs> what's that, what's that, what's that, is it an electric yeah. one or is it a handheld one? It's one of those, you know, it's from this back from like the 30s or something where it's handheld. You, you know, you got to bolt it to a what used to be a linoleum <laughs> kitchen counter, but you know, everything's quartz now, so it's an entirely different situation. But enough of that. Let's let's talk some MMA. We've got a fan of the show and a friend of the show back on. We've got Rob Nakamura from All Star. Rob, how's it going? Terrific and even better that I'm back with you guys. And I'm definitely both of those things. I'm a fan and a friend of your guys' show. So thank you once again. We are a fan and friend of yours as well, Rob. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk some MMA. We're going to talk some UFC, some Bellator, some PFL. There's a lot of stories. It's a lot of topics we can cover. Let's begin with the one that always moves the needle, though. Let's start with the man. Let's start with Conor McGregor. What I want to talk about, first of all, is his removal from USADA and then his, I guess, convenient return to the pool. What do you think about that? I think, can I go straight in? Can I go hard right off the bat? Go hard. I think USADA is like a satellite state puppet used to manipulate people's feelings about the UFC, mainly, mainly as a tool for the Fertitas uh, when they own the UFC to, you know, legitimize their product before selling it for that, what was it, four and a half billion or whatever, whatever's. So, Yeah. Let's let's be real. The the testing systems done by USADA are wildly unfair and unjust and the loopholes are not loopholes. They are like eight wide uh <laughs> lanes of tunnels. Like I mean, me, you and everybody you know we can drive through these l- loopholes in the system and it's it's egregious, it's ugly and it just shows that, you know, it's 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 all about moving that needle, man. And that, that the Dana White and the big boys on top, they will do anything, everything to to protect their gems, right? They have a few. And that's that's something me and you talked about previously, Kobe, in our other uh podcast for your guys' show, was you know how fragile the UFC is as far as star powers, actually people who uh cause the wide public, not hardcores like me and you and Justin here. You know, we're hardcores, we're gonna tune in, we're gonna purchase no matter what. But that's not what fills their bank account. That's not what pays their bills. The, that is getting the public abroad to buy their product. 
And they only have a few gems. They only have a few people that can pull that off. So Connor being, I think, the biggest one. Yeah. I mean, it just shows, man. Money, money makes everything possible. Money moves everything. You saw us a bunch of you saw us a bunch of punks. I'm gonna just put it out there. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I've never seen any legit system where someone does the correct thing. And I'm just going to go straight for Dan Hooker. I love you, Dan. You know that. Mr. Hooker told the truth about something. And then he's the one getting predatorily stocked by USADA for samples and testing and shit. And he didn't even do anything except say, hey, these guys are breaking the rules, right? And they have evidence, their own manager. You know, we're talking about the Islam hydration IV thing for just half a second. So USADA... Here, here's my suggestion. Usada, if you want to look legit, I'm just a guy with no medical background, but here's my suggestion. Everybody in the UFC under contract, I don't give a shit if you're retired or not or temporarily retired. If you have fights on your contract, you need to take a test that happens at random once a month. Happens to everybody. Everybody. You guys got enough money to pay for it. Make it happen. And that's fair. Other than this, we're playing duck, duck, goose and favoritism. And when it goes to Connor only having to pass two tests, two tests, two at his choosing too. Like he gets to say, Hey guys, I'm ready to pee. I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. Come take my blood now. Like, man, step right off, bro. That's not legit. Keep in mind, we're talking about former featherweight champion Connor McGregor here. Justin, do you have his walk around weight or any idea of what it's at right now? I don't, but if you give me 35 seconds, I can figure it out. Rob, do you know? Uh, 357 pounds. <laughs> let's, just, I mean, let's, let's just say he got swole while he was away from the, the cage. And when he comes back, we're looking at minimum welterweight, maybe even middleweight. So as it currently stands, uh, since February-ish, 22nd of this year, he's walking around at a buck 90. Okay, that's that's massive, bro. For his how, how tall is he? One more time, off the top. Uh, five six. Do we know? Five six point <laughs> ninety pure muscle. Five. Do we just hear that out loud, people? It can't be five six. It can't be five six. <laughs> even even he's not that tall of a dude. I know that for a fact. And he's he's. I mean, there's not one ounce. I mean, look at the pictures on him. He's like two muscular people stacked into each other. Like ah man. Like, come on, dude. Like, I, ha- I, I, since we're on this, you know, I have a problem with the whole Darren Till part of this. And, and he has nothing to do with McGregor, but just like, hey, guys, I'm retiring because, you know, I got to use the juice to get right. Like, what? To get big. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, if it, and, and by the way, there are uh, various types of steroids that are not legal during competition, but you can get a medical exemption and still be in the USADA testing pool. But if you're trying to use, you know, Tijuana's finest pharmacy shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta get out of the Usada pool. Uh, shout out to Tijuana, baby. Making bodybuilder since eight, 88 or something like that. Exactly. Crunching out, just putting out the Mr. Olympias, right? <laughs> Ew. I, <laughs> I have a really good friend who's married to a Mr. Olympias. So I'm not going to say that. <laughs> now, hold on, hold but on. It's okay. They're your very back. good friend, so you should say it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let, let's get back to Connor for a second. So, I mean, this fight with Chandler is going to happen at some point. Beautiful. Connor joked that it may have to happen at middleweight, and Chandler was like, "Sure, fine." <laughs> now, now here's <laughs> the thing: I honestly think at potentially any weight, it's possible that Chandler can win this. What do you guys think? 
so have you seen Michael Chandler's newest posts of him working out? Number no. one, the guy's a fucking freak. He's like, <laughs> he's jacked. I'm like, what are you on? What what Tijuana juice are you on? <laughs> like this guy's absolutely insane too. So if, if they want to fight a middleweight, I'm gonna say fuck it. Let's move up to light heavyweight. Let's keep it going. How much weight can you put on? Let's put this off for two years. Everybody hit the gym. You live there 360 days of the year. I want to see swole jack people move very slow and punch each other. But realistically, I do think at any weight, Michael Chandler can win this. McGregor is not as good as he used to be. And Chandler has been on a slippery slope since coming to the UFC. But I feel like he has the heart and tenacity to actually keep this going versus Connor's here for the paycheck. Now, hold on. You said you think Michael Chandler can win this. Do you think Michael Chandler will win this? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. I've already put money on it. Okay. Rob. I like I like people who back their mouths up with their wallets. So, hell yeah, Justin. That's what's up. Within this topic, just quickly, if you go to Michael Chandler's YouTube, he has literally a video. I think his most recent one could be his second most recent one. His testosterone is in the top 99.9% of legal amount allowed. <laughs> And the, and the 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 uh, t- title line is why my testosterone is so high at thirty eight or thirty seven or whatever, like dude, good cover first mm-hmm. off, uh, yeah. getting out in front of the get in front of the issue. But yeah, one back to the fight. Chandler in most realities smokes this guy. Let, let's be honest. Chandler's only losing to top of the food chain guys. McGregor is. If you were to call McGregor's fighting capability even a shell of his, you know, title run and double champ status uh, area uh, of his career, it's not even close. He's not close to that fighter of what she was and what fighter is he now? He didn't have like, you know, he didn't just he didn't break his knuckles. It's not like he rolled his ankle. He snapped his whole dang leg in front of the whole world. And uh, last I checked, you know, uh, Chris Weidman ain't the fighter he once was, right? I mean, mm-hmm. same injuries, basically. Anderson Silva was not the same fighter he once was after that. Like, I, I think there's a laundry list of Thai fighters who've broke their leg the same way. It's not, you just, dude, you just don't. You're just not that. And Chandler is real. Like, will Chandler ever be champion? Is Can he get back to that, you know, number three spot or two spot, whatever he held once? I don't know. But the dude is a a dog overused expression, but I'm using it. He is a real fighter. He's about that smoke. And he is, he will find if Conor McGregor was like, you know, fight me at a catch weight under the ocean, Chandler will be there. So (laughs) I'm, I'm for it. You know, I'm for it. I'm so excited. And since we're on that topic uh, tonight, is the the premiere of Tough? You boys, you boys catching that? Yeah, 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 Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, with that being said, like Connor is a superstar. He is gravity of MMA. Any little thing he does makes the news. I mean, literally any little thing. He he watches an F one race. He's on the news, right? Yep. Like he's upper echelon famous. So man, I, I'm looking forward to the fight. I think he loses. I'm not a Connor hater nor a supporter. Uh, appreciate for what he's done to the sport. I just think this whole USADA mess is ugly. I think he's not really relevant to champion status in any weight class, but that doesn't mean he's not the biggest seller in all of MMA. And that's exactly what he is. And as long as he continues to do so, uh, Dana White and the upper brass will, you know, continue to, uh, slide notes under the table to USADA and they will, you know, test him favorably. When all the lights are green and all the thumbs up are already done, you know, so that's that's the world we live in now, man. That 
It's clear and obvious to all the hardcore fans, and I know it is to you too, that the UFC is now is about fight entertainment. You know, trying to get the most. Just it's not even about the the sport and the integrity or the the champion structure. No, no, no. It's just what fights. It's basically almost falling in, and not quite there yet. Not that bad, but almost as bad as the boxing format. And I hope it doesn't ever get that bad. Yeah, the, the UFC looks like it's on its way there. Uh, I will say Connor definitely moves the needle more than anyone still, and it could be that way for a while yet. And the only thing that prevents Chandler from beating Connor in that fight is Chandler. Okay, I, yeah. I've I've talked about Chandler's poor choices and poor fight IQ at times, and I mean if if you look at a fight Connor versus Chandler. I mean, you just look at the wrestling pedigree of Michael Chandler and figure, well, there's your win, but there's no guarantee he'll use it because sometimes he just seems to to let Fight IQ just go out the window <laughs> and, and make it a brawling match and whoever lands first wins. So right. that's the only only thing I think that prevents Chandler from potentially winning that match. But if he goes in there and actually fights a smart MMA match I, I, like you, I don't think he can lose. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the whole tough experience – might be a good thing, you know, because like if you're only fighting, you're just gonna fight McGregor, and all you got is the standard build up to a fight. You got to go camp, this and that, and then you got what three to f- three weeks or so, four weeks of pressers. Yeah, uh, especially for a big fight like that. Like, yeah, he could say something over the course of like a couple of weeks that like pisses you off, and you kind of remember it, and then he does some dumb shit to you, maybe pre-fight, and it just like you're ready to knock his block off, and you you aldo yourself, you know. <laughs> It's different but, if you if inf- insult your family in the house, though, right? That's right. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, but when you think about it, think about the most under the people who got under your skin the most. The longer you're around them, like if if you handle your temper correct, like their annoyingness, their ability to get under your skin starts to diminish. It's like, dude, I heard your jokes already. I heard. I know where this is going. You don't really got anything else for me. You're gonna keep. You're gonna keep going with that. Like, I don't even care. I'll see you in the octagon. So yeah. That might be the motivation to make him fight a, a, a smart fight, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. The exposure to his his mental warfare. Because let's be honest, Conor McGregor is one of the better people at that. His mental warfare is pretty good. But, you know, it only it's also a temporary effect. And once you kind of take the dose of his medicine, you kind of start to get uh, immune to it, so to speak. Okay. Okay. Well, let's move on to another big story right now. And I'm, I emphasize big. And that's the signing of Francis Ngannou by PFL. Justin, what, what's your take on that? So it's so interesting kind of watching all of this transpire. So we heard from one FC that they were saying that uh, Ngannou was asking for too much. And then we find out after that Ngannou was like, listen, all I wanted was for both fighters to be paid handsomely. I don't see what's wrong with that. So with this signing, it kind of makes PFL look like the good guys. And then yeah. on top of that, kind of shits on every other competition simultaneously, which is both hysterical and just adds more drama to this when I didn't think there literally could be. So what do I think of it? I think it's the Conor McGregor of stories without Conor McGregor. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Rob? I think this is, no kidding, the coolest thing that could have happened. I actually predicted that back in, I think the date was March 15th or so, I predicted that Mr. Ngannou would sign with the PFL just because I was I was trying to decode every single time Mr. Ray Seffel spoke, every single time anything. <laughs> I was listening so closely, and 
I'm I'm happy that this worked out. I'm ha- I mean, what's wrong with that? First off, let's go to you know Francis's statement of like I want my opponent to be uh, paid fairly. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with that? That is almost the coolest thing I've ever heard in in a uh, fight negotiation. Legitimately, you know, it, it's it's always like oh pay me pay me. Uh, hey, two million dollars to fight against Francis. You're talking about. The kind of money like lower level guys were getting paid to, I say lower level guys respectively, but the guys you didn't really care about fighting Mayweather towards the end, they were making $2 million. $2 million is serious cash. Mm -hmm. So that's good, man. That's really good to see. I'm glad he found a home. I'm glad that the other parts of his negotiation worked out so well. And I'm I'm even happy to hear that the PFL has got some plan to have an Africa league, right? They want to expand to you. Like, that is beautiful for everybody involved. I just see nothing but dubs everywhere. And not for nothing, this is a serious uh, weapon in the arsenal of PFL in the sense of, you know, I have a lot of debates with, fans about who they think the number two organization in North America is. And a lot of people still think it's Bellator, but holy crap. It, I think it's like two, a two B with this yeah. sign for PFL. So good job, PFL. Rob, if you could be at a press conference for UFC, would you ask Dana White that question? Would you be like, Hey, PFL is doing this. Is UFC going to consider paying their uh, competition as such or no? <laughs> uh, sh- Man, I would kind of want to hold on to my credentials for more than one event. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be your last time. <laughs> yeah, but my first and last. <laughs> I'll like just, just get like next questioned and then immediately thrown out. Do someone beats the shit you? Yeah, you guys seen Dana's bodyguard? I don't think I can fight that guy. Like, exactly. I don't, I don't want none of that. Like, nah, man. Uh, you know what? I don't. On the other hand, somebody's got to start asking these questions. And you know what? I don't got nothing to lose. So yeah, hey, UFC or anybody near it, anybody could get me one. I will burn that credential so fast. I will ask that question. <laughs> Let me do it. The people want to know. And and that's another thing. We're talking about Dana White, dude. I love that guy. I respect him a lot. I back 100%. him up in so many things. But the dude is looking like a like a sore ex, isn't he? Oh, He's looking time. like a sore ex right now. You know what I mean? Like, dude is is he's making himself look bad with all, you know, talking about it. And I made this joke previously, but it's like, it's like when you have two friends that were dating each other and now they broke up. Now you got to hear about it all the fucking time and you don't care. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's that like, I don't care about your feelings about the deal. Dana, stop talking about it. Like, please. (laughs) And he's like, we don't, we don't do that kind of stuff here. It's like, Bro, there's so many stuff you guys do. Yeah, like, what don't you guys do here is the real question. You guys don't pay people accordingly. Oh, and I think the other part of the PFL, they'll start half step back. The, I think it's open in the PFL deal that Francis can box at, like, any time. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. That is amazing. Like, amazing. Chef's kiss to everybody at the PFL. Well done. Now, it's something that I think even adds to that situation, and I'm glad that you had mentioned earlier already, Rob, that, you know, the UFC doesn't put on promotions for guys like us. They put on promotions for the masses, and the masses don't really know all that much. And one thing that becomes extremely apparent to me with the exit of Francis Ngannou is that the masses have elevated John Jones once again to being of legendary godlike status but at the same time he's got no one to fight yeah and then the people who are potential competitors for him he doesn't want to fight (laughs) so 
So what are you left with there? You're left with crossing all of your fingers and toes for Stipe to shock the world and mess this whole story up. That's what you're left with. <laughs> you're, 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 you're praying. Oh, I mean, I mean, I hope, I hope everybody in this podcast is a Stipe fan, at least a little bit. Even if you're not like the biggest Stipe fan, he's a cool dude, but, but man, that's what we're left with. We're left with one hope to, to unravel this, this, oh, the goat thing. uh, Okay. Can I have just 10 seconds to say, people, please stop talking about the goat. Our sport is 30 years old. It's not even possible to know what the greatest of all time is in 30 years, you bunch of bananas. All right. Thank you. End of story. Uh, but and that yeah. was Rob Soapbox. <laughs> but yeah, going to to this uh, Jones being like who he beat he beat a guy who choked at his previous world title and then got choked. He's a choke. Gone is a big choke artist and not in the good way, not in like the submission like expert way. He's just he's just not it, dude. He's a two he's a two time title challenger. You know when you hear that term in boxing, it, it's that just means convenient loser. But yeah. now it means, oh, John Jones is the best ever. Like, can I get a couple fights in this division? I'm fine with him being the best fighter in light heavyweight history. But, like, dude, yes. one fight. So, come on, Stipe, Mr. Miocic, I know you're going to listen to this. Punch that dude out. Now, on the flip side with Nganu, we're talking about super fights, which makes me think to back in the day of the UFC. We're talking way back. Oh, yeah. You had the super fights. Do you like the idea of... And Gano being used as a super fight in addition to events? Yes. If the thing is, PFL needs something to juice the, the audience to look at them, to get them to pay-per-view land, right? That's their goal. That's a necessary step for them, for their future and for prof- profitability. So, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Is, is Francis supposed to be in the, the season? And smoke all these guys. Like, <laughs> is he supposed to do that? Like, hospitalize half the. Yeah, hospitalize. <laughs> like, I like, I like a couple of those fighters. I don't want to see them. Yeah, exactly. Career ended with. <laughs> so, but yeah, with that being said, like, what, what else is he supposed to do? Also, also, like, think about a card for PFL pay per view. Just imagine it's got Francis at the top, co-main by, uh, Jake Paul, right? Cause he's, that's part of the, the, the deal, right? Yep. He's supposed to be in that mix. He's supposed to make his MMA debut. And then Kayla Harrison in the third spot. And, you know, Hawaii's own Ray Brada Cooper, Chihu, my brother. And, uh, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's now, at least for the hardcores, a viable pay per view. Right. Other than that, PFL doesn't really have a pay per view to stand on, you know, so good for them once again. Okay. And there's been a, a number of title fights announced and the majority of the promotions does any either of you see any titles exchanging hands anytime soon justin begin with you i'm gonna go with no just because we've had a flurry of titles change hands recently and uh, i kind of want everything to stay as it is and i don't want that chaos just yet because there's too much mma chaos to keep a hold of and i like my chaos and doses so i'm gonna go with no i preferably don't want to see anything happen okay rob Yes. Give me the chaos. <laughs> and, and, and it's it's more like chaos in one place so we can like figure something out in another. So it's organized chaos. And <laughs> I I want Irene Aldana to just to just steal it, you know, and steal it from the queen, you know, like let's do it. Beat Nunes and make Nunes 
uh, defend 45. Like, I don't, okay. So we're talking about Francis before, right? Francis has a broken hand needed surgery. They can't give the brother three months to heal yeah. or whatever. They give him, make a stupid interim championship and stuff. And the 45 belt, when was that defended last for women's 45, right? Yeah. Like a hundred years ago. <laughs> I, it's, well, we don't do that, Dana White. Yeah. So like, it's, it's weird, dude. So I would like chaos just there so that, you know, the queen can go to her other division and we can figure out what the heck's going on at 45. I'm sure there's a lot of women who make 45 and make 45 look good. There just needs to be, there just needs to be life in that division or, you know, or, or we cut it. But look what happened. We talked about once upon a time, we talked about cutting the flyweight division with Demetrius, right? After Demetrius mm-hmm. left, oh, let's, let's kill the division. And then it became one of the best divisions ever. I'm not for killing any division. So let's, Let's put some life in 45 via absolute chaos. Irene Aldana and new women's world champion. That's what I would like to see. Are, are you looking to place a bet and retire early? Is that the plan? Oh, no, sir. I, you know, <laughs> what, I live are you, you going to get 1300 <laughs> if, if I, You know I live in Las Vegas, sir. If I gambled, <laughs> I would be homeless. I would, would not be talking to you right now. I would have <laughs> sold my computer. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll let that one slide. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. Now, I was disappointed by the first Bellator versus Ryzen event, unfortunately. It was just a little too one-sided, and I also think one of the fights went the wrong way. But... I was disappointed by it. Now they've got Bellator versus Ryzen 2 happening. Right. Do we expect anything different there? I think, you know, the Japanese fighters, they're not the, um, they're not the bunch to like want to mess around with. Like you're going to give them a chance at redemption. They look bad on home turf. You know, I expect, I expect harder, better work from them this time around. I don't, I don't see it being as one sided as the first event. And yeah, I just, I'm a tremendous fan of these co-promotions, this, hey, we are fight promotions, but we can coexist for a moment to give fans awesome fights and awesome matchups. It is beautiful. And I love seeing MMA thriving again in the beautiful land of Japan. And I say that personally, because I've been there, so I can say it for sure. It is a beautiful people, a beautiful culture and shoot, like. All, all thumbs up for me, man. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's do. Let's do this like quarterly. Could we have like a like a Ryzen versus Bellator every three months type of thing? Just like that'd be great for me. Or I would like to see. You know, I think I think Coker seems like a reasonable dude. I would like to see him if they if they could figure out a way to get Cyborg and Harrison to fight. Shoot, but I know awesome. I'm going slightly off topic. <laughs> the point is Ryzen number two. Uh, Bellator versus Bellator number two. I'm I'm with it. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be watching, and uh, you know I expect more Ryzen fighters to to show up. Now, Justin, you watched One uh, FC on Prime, correct? I did indeed. I thought it was phenomenal. Okay, just an amazing card. It definitely won that weekend. How nice would it be to see One FC do a co-promotion? And who would you like to see it against? 
I would love to see one FC against UFC, specifically Demetrius Johnson versus Volkanovski. <laughs> Why is that even a question, Kobe? Get out of here. Actually, you know what? If we're going to go back to control chaos, I want to see Demetrius Johnson versus the new uh, featherweight champion, Rodriguez. There you go, Rob. We're throwing your chaos into my mix. Yes. And we're just having this whole, oh my God, Dana White shat the bed. He grew hair back. And then watch Demetrius Johnson win and then teabag Rodriguez while in the camera, <laughs> just being like, look at me now. As Demetrius walks out to Jake Paul's song, uh, Dana White Diss or whatever it is, just chaos Perfect. everywhere. Everything ensues. And Scott Croker sitting front row with Brock Lesnar because that's a new announcement. I'm done. No, I'm, I'm loving what, what FC is doing. I think they're, they put themselves on the map by using Prime. What do you think about that, Rob? I think it's beautiful because uh, for those who don't know, in 2022, 1FC lost a staggering, hold on to your pants, $121 million. <laughs> and the year before that, they lost $44 million. I'm not great at math, but that's $165 million <laughs> like, in two years, dude. That is more, that is like 10 times more than the UFC lost in like 12 years. So... Yeah, good to be on Prime. They need the North American audience. They need more audience in general somehow. I don't know how Chachri is just throwing out 100 grand bonuses and 50 grand bonuses and they're so deep in the red. Uh, that's a whole nother joke I make, but probably not appropriate. Uh, so the point is like, man, I'm glad to see it. Everybody who watched it loved it just as much as you, you folks mentioned. I loved it. It was great. It was also cool that Colorado, let's give some love to Colorado, the people of Colorado and the Athletic Commission of Colorado allowing all the rules to transfer. Yeah. So it was like no mm. different. That is damn cool. And that shows that it can be done. So other states, all other 49 of you, including my, you know, Nevada, come on. Like, what's wrong, baby? Let's, let's run, let's run those rules. Let's let it happen. And I just hope that one continues to do well. Because they have such a great, unique product. At the same time, knees on the ground are necessary. Yes. yes. It's yes. necessary. It's clearly safe. It's been done for a long time by Ryzen N1 and so many other brands, Road FCs, yada, yada, yada. It's safe. It's safe. It's totally safe. Just do it already. Everybody. So I'm, I'm happy for them. And I hope they can be net positive 2023. Let's go. Question mark. Question mark. Rob, do you think your affiliation with YouTube showing the prelims has helped a little bit? I think, yes. Yes, absolutely. I think them showing on YouTube helps. I think everybody who does that actually helps. You know, there's quite a few brands that do that. Bellator. Shout out Bare Knuckle, uh, yep. Fighting Championships. Shout out Bellator. I think they were the first ones to do it, right? So, yeah, that's always a good thing when you let everybody see what you got going on. Of course, you got to protect the bigger names and the bigger stuff. And that's bait a little bit. We all understand it. But at the very least, some of your product is out there to be consumed by people. And it's awesome. Also, uh, I want to give 1FC a little bit of credit for managing uh, fights across so many time zones. Like, whoever their group is behind them, God bless you. Because trying to even get a group call with three time zones in America is a nightmare. <laughs> so how they pull off shows on different continents in the same week is amazing. So God bless them. Yeah. One FC, if it was, let's, let's go back five years, five years ago, I, I wouldn't expect one FC to do well in the American market, but now 
I, I feel like they should thrive in the American market primarily because of uh, the Muay Thai connection. Mm. Because look how well friggin' bare knuckle boxing is doing already. And I mean, that's that's essentially poor man's <laughs> Muay Thai to, to a certain extent. <laughs> like, oh my God, I mean, Kobe. You know what I mean? Like it, it basically is. Like you're talking about extreme striking, right? Poor man's extreme Muay striking yeah. at the highest level. And it's what people generally want to see. So I think the more the American market is, is subjected to what one FC has, the more they're going to like it and the more they're going to, they're going to tune in. And I think it was just a masterstroke by them to do the one FC on prime and in a American time slot, basically to get the most out of it. So I'm, I'm really hoping they do well. I'm a big fan of one FC. I, I absolutely love small gloves and we tie absolutely love it. So I can't wait to see more. Which brings me to the flip side, though. There are some fantastic fighters in Bellator, and there are certain divisions in Bellator that I think rival the UFC as far as talent goes. But Bellator, card after card, seems to me to be very grappling heavy, and I think that's working against it now. What do you guys think? Rob, start with you. I just think that they build their card like – like, you guys ever played Jenga? Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's like – everything's on the top and nobody mm. unless you're hardcore once again like us like the super hardcore weirdos that watch every single fight of every <laughs> league in the planet like you those the mass people don't know it and I, i'm talking about from personal experience because i host watch parties for all these events and the attendance one is less than half of the people show up for a bellator event than uh, UFC, and when it comes to the card, people are like, "Who's this guy? Who's that? Who's this?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, that's who, and that's this, and he trains there, and that's his this guy's main, you know, so and so. That's his main sparring mm -hmm. partner." They go, "Oh, okay." Like, what's killing Bellator? I don't think it's the wrestling. I really don't. Okay. No, I'm not trying to disagree with you. I think the ki the thing that's killing Bellator is they have like one fight every other month. They mm -hmm. need to have like a fight night system where the public can start recognizing their lower tier fighters who move up and are good and, and, you know, do deserve those higher spots on the card. Like they just are so out of touch with getting the public to them. And also they have the trickiest way of watching them. So it's like, okay, watch prelims on YouTube for free. But mm -hmm. if you want to watch the main card, switch to Showtime. <laughs> switch to Showtime, which you know how how many people still have cable? Do that. Then how many people have the Showtime package and cable? And then if you're not doing that, you have to have the Showtime app, which is I think another weird one is like you can watch. Which explain this one to me? You can watch the Bellator fights through Hulu, but you still have to have your Showtime app subscription to log in through it did you keep did you keep up with anything i just said no it's stupid <laughs> it's stupid and they only sprinkle the, by the way for people who don't know they're owned by viacom the multi-conglomerate that owns cbs and everything else they what only put fedor on cbs if you really want to meet the masses there's nothing still more powerful than the, those big open networks right where people you know, let's say the un, un, people who are less fortunate can still plug in their antenna and yep. catch CBS, right? And that makes stars. That makes people remember. That makes people see your product. And I just think they're really slow on getting fights out, and that's what's killing them. Okay. I, so I certainly – so I, I do believe – I'm still going to stick to it. I think there's a little too many grapplers 
in high positions on Bellator, and that way they end up on main cards and you get some dull fights as a result of that, at least to the masses. But I do have to agree with you that I think the marketing side of things is is poor by Bellator, right? They're not marketing their fighters well enough, and as a result of that, people just don't know who they are. Yeah, I mean, how many of us knew about the Paris fight? Barely anybody in the Facts. States knew about the And that's major MMA moment, right? France, late to the game, yep. late to legalize in Paris, you know, world famous city. Mm-hmm. And people in the States, I was telling them, they're like, what? What? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I just learned about it yesterday. So don't worry. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but what, which is interesting though, cause I want to say this, like, thanks to a couple of my friends who do live in the Eurozone. Usually they're pretty bad at promoting fights that they're holding over there. I guess in the Eurozone, they did a really good job promoting okay. the fight but it's it's just like somebody in a suit at bellator was like uh people will be working early on friday nobody's gonna watch this let's not spend any advertisement money and you know just miss the boat so yeah they're i don't know i just think you know i'm gonna throw a dagger at the upper brass of bellator since i'm getting my credentials yanked anyways um <laughs> hey, <Coker>. yo <laughs> yo it's not i don't think it's coker i think it's some of the other dudes or the other big wigs of the television gurus over there hey old guys Stop getting in your own way. Open the gates. Use all your horsepower. Get that product out there. We will consume it. There we go. Okay. So, okay, we're, we're, we're coming up to time now. So, before we get going, I want each of you to give us one fighter who may not be on everyone's radar that you expect big things from over the next 12 months. And we'll start with you, Justin. Uh, You know what? I don't know if he's on everyone's radar just because it is kind of Bellator and especially with everything going on right now, but I kind of want to go, he's at least on my radar and that's AJ McKee. Okay. I mean, a lot of people know about him for sure, but if you're a casual MMA fan, I'm going to go with, no, you don't know him. <laughs> but anyways, he has, he has a fight coming up against uh Pipple for Ryzen two yep. and it's a lightweight bout. And I, I, I definitely want to see what's happening with that. And I feel like if this goes well for him, he for sure could get across a lot more radars. Yeah, and I got to agree with you. AJ McKee should be on a lot more people's radar. He's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. And it would not surprise me to see him jump ship to another promotion at some point. Rob? Yeah. I I want to say that I fully endorse that pick. Super great answer. And since you took the number one answer, uh, I'm going to shoot for number two. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Vadim Nemkov, to me, ah. uh, is a Ooh. true talent that could fuck people up in the UFC, man. He would wreck the rankings in the UFC, dude. Like, Vadim is is serious. He's a real talent, and uh, I think he deserves a bigger platform. And I know that what deserves is maybe thrown around too much, but Mr. Nemkov deserves to be world famous, in my opinion. Where would you put him if you were to rank him in the UFC right now in this division? I think you treat him no less than Chandler. Like, you give him, you give him instant top five access. Maybe one fight, and if you win that, championship bound, in my opinion. I think you got to give champion, world champion uh, credit, for lack of better words. You know, he's he's beat a lot of good people and not not close most of the time. It's an ass-kicking. So, yeah, man, I would I would put him right in there, top five against somebody up there, and let, let it all figure it out. That would be my, my say-so. Oh, I, I like that both of you went Bellator. I'm, I'm impressed, actually. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the popular one. I'm going to go with UFC. And it's a fighter that I've been touting for a while now. And I just think it's a real deal. And people are just starting to figure it out. And that's 
Aussie Jack Della Maddalena. Mm, I think okay. Jack Della Maddalena has a phenomenal striking game, serious power, and an underestimated takedown defense. I actually don't think he even minds going to the mat, but he's been just laying people out. So he's sticking to what's working, and I just see it working for at least another year, and then we'll see what he's up against. But I really like Jack Della Maddalena. I like there you go. what you like. And can I say I misunderstood the question? I thought we were choosing out of Bellator who would be Oh no, just anyone bigger. that might not be anyone's radar. You want to pick oh. somebody you want to pick somebody outside of Bellator? Yeah, can I can Well, yeah, add one more cuz you're the guest. For the UFC Rob, category? You're the yeah, go ahead. I would like to throw up a beautiful person and beautiful fighter, Kyle Brahile. Oh. The young man is talented and fierce. And mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful combination. And I, I suspect over the next 12 months, everybody on the planet's going to know his name. He's on a four-fight win streak. All he's UFC on more than fights. that, but, f- but in the UFC. So he's, yeah, he came into the UFC, won his, uh, his debut, and hasn't turned back. He's 4-0 in the UFC, 2-0 in the Contender Series. Yeah, so he's – and his only, his only loss in his career, he's you know 14-1, and one, happened in his second fight, which we all know. Look up all the killers in history. They all lose their second fight. First okay. or second fight. Oh, hold on, and then hold you're on. the greatest that's, of all time. That's Della Maddalena too, man. Della Maddalena is like 15 and 2, and he, he yeah. lost his first two professional fights. So that's he's, it. he's on like a 13 fight win streak or whatever the hell it is right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack is real, dude. Jack's real. Quick question before we get you out of here, completely unrelated. Well, kind of. What do you think of uh, UFC and Dana White's partnership with Slap? Um, I, I'm a weirdo, and I like Power Slap too. So, mm. can I say this? Everybody's watching Power Slap wrong. Let me teach you how to watch Power <laughs> Wait Slap. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. I got to hear this. Look, yes, this is how you watch and enjoy Power Slap. Completely ignore the contestants. Drink heavily. No, 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 no. Or maybe, yes, just do that just for funs. But ignore the contestants. All right, turn the sound all the way up. And look exclusively at the legend and great man, Forrest Griffin, as he plays lifeguard to try to catch these <laughs> fools when they go down. The facial expressions that Mr. Griffin shares and the the sometimes save, sometimes not, sometimes I got you, bro, sometimes you fall down, that <laughs> is better than any form of slapping, in my opinion. So just watching, you know, like I said, the great try to Keep guys from sliming their heads on the ground is okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I've never actually watched a slight slap fighting event. I've only caught like little high, like half a highlight while scrolling past it because I just I can't bring myself to do it. But you're telling me Forrest Griffin is a main fixture? He is the head. They call him catchers. Uh, Basically, they're the dudes that are behind the contestants. So once the contestants get knocked out or staggered, uh, there's two gentlemen who are there to, you know, to keep you from going timber and whacking your head and making it worse, right? Is the other guy famous too or no? No, the second second catcher, anonymous. Sorry, second catcher, <laughs> don't know your name. Okay. But Mr. Griffin is Johnny on the spot. He's right there and you can see him, you know, uh, seven out of 10 TV frames during the contest. You can see him and it is spectacular. Okay, that I'll watch because I love Forrest Griffin, man. I think he's a character. I love Forrest yes. Griffin. All right, Rob, where can our uh, fans and family find you on social media? You can find me on mainly Twitter at JSpecTheHost. That's J-S-P-E-C, The Host on Twitter. 
Rob J. Speck Nakamura here. I'm also on Instagram where you can message me, but honestly, I'm not that active on there. So, you know, I'll check it mm-hmm. if you shoot me a message, Joe, but I'm, I'm not really on that. I, most of my media, my interviews with fighters and everything else that, uh, I do with the MMA community is right there on Twitter. There we go. I just gave you a follow in case you're wondering who that loser is on your screen now. That is nah, me. I'll follow you right back as soon as I get out of this chair. No worries. No worries, my dude. And uh, I don't know. I wasn't privy. I don't think I was on with you last time. No, sir. Before. It was me and no, Kobe just so. going going ham. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, I remember the interview. I remember listening to it. I was like, I don't think I was there, though. We were talking but- shit about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Our most hated video ever. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, have you ever been to Canada, sir? Yes. Uh, three times. And uh, all, all of them to Vancouver. Because I have an uncle who lives in northern Washington, so that's why it's always over there. Uh, but I love I love our neighbors to the north. Uh, beautiful country, beautiful people, you know, and that, that's all I've gotten to see. I'm sure the rest of the country has its all unique flavors and is awesome, too. But, yes, beautiful place. Brilliant. When you were here, did you happen to have a poutine? No, because I was with a bunch of Americans and Hawaiians, my family, and we <laughs> didn't know anything about that. Now that I have a more, a uh, couple of more Canadian friends, they keep rubbing it in my face. <laughs> I feel like I've missed out. <laughs> uh, and so the next time, the next time I cross the border, I will gladly uh, partake. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Canada. Please forgive me. I'll be back. <laughs> okay. But when you come back, you also have to eat a beaver tail too. Is that is that a for real thing? Because if you know, I eat raw horse in Japan, bro. So if it's real, I'll, I'll do it. So a beaver tail is actually a dessert. It's a, a dough. It's basically like a big, large, flat pancake. That's a very bad description. Feel free to Google it later. But it's basically dough and happiness all rolled into one. Dude, you like, you literally could stop that dessert, and we would have just been like, bet, let's do it. It's, yeah, like Canadian specialty dessert on it. And thank you for educating me on that. I, I feel like enlightened and I can't wait to try it. Now, hold on. You're usually, you're usually on the West Coast. Wait, you're usually on the West Coast, right? Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. The, the next time I come up there, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely try to check out Alberta, but you know, I got to see the family in Washington too, if I'm getting that close. So, you yeah. know, um, man, I, is there somewhere I should like hunt for poutine or hunt for beaver tail? Like a specific Well, I mean poutine, place? you're gonna find lots of places that have it. But on the West Coast, there's no specific place. But what I'm what I'm saying is the West Coast, not everyone there knows these things. Okay. Not everyone has a poutine. Yeah. Not everyone knows what a beaver tail is. So you might actually be ahead of the game of some of the Canadians. Yes. Uh <laughs> yeah. Cause I felt like you guys like I didn't I was like, is this is this place under lease from America? Like, I was like, what's different? <laughs> There's nothing different here. It's like, I was like, this is just more Washington. I don't, I, I love it, but cleaner. Rob, what do, what do you host your watch parties on? Are they on Discord? What are they on? They are all on Twitter spaces. So every, every UFC fight, I literally maybe miss one or two in the whole calendar year. And I put pretty much a good notice if I am missing it. Every fight night, we have a watch party for the All-Star, hosted from my account. So there, I already plugged that account, at JSpec, the host on Twitter. So come on down. Everybody's invited. It's a positive group. We've got some hardcores that show up week after week for over a year and a half now. And, uh, you know, new faces come all the time. Once again, everybody's welcome. There's no trolling. We're, we're not – no infighting within the group. But this basically, we make picks, and then we judge the judges, you know, 
Like, how <laughs> could that be a 30-27? That is a common argument. In they, they don't give you enough time between fights to do that properly. Is it a PG event or, or like what happens there? Oh, it's it, it's an it's adult room, so you know you know speak your mind, freedom of speech. But yeah, like I said, we don't dog on. There's no negative stuff against anybody in the room, but speak your mind, share your thoughts, and it's all it's all centered on MMA. And in between the fights, I try to do little pro like build ups for each fighter if I have inside information, uh, or my great partner uh, John Hill Cole if he you know did an interview with somebody and I you know can share some information and stuff. So I try to fill the dead space. Instead of listening to commercials with some maybe valuable or somewhat valuable information, and also uh, shameless plug, if you uh, in your Play Store any mode of device you're using, the All Star Sports app, there is a Pick'em section for UFC events. I host a league there, J Specs Prize League, and starting this month of June, we're giving away autograph uh, memorabilia to the highest scorer in the room. So all you need is your MMA opinion, most XP points wins, ta-da. It's just that simple. Does it come in a frame or do I have to purchase a frame for it? You have to source your frame because the memorabilia is all different stuff. So I'm just sending you the memorabilia. How you want to mount it or display it is up to you, my friend. What, what size is it so I can make a spot in my wall? <laughs> You're very confident. <laughs> he's not, this man's he's confident. Not he's like, you. I'm coming for the crown. Uh, this man on Discord has not been wrong yet when it comes to picking fights. He has won so many NFTs and prizes yeah, from it. I will enjoy it. I will enjoy it. I seriously enjoy it. <laughs> so what's going to happen is Kobe's going to win and then he's going to make my picks for me the week after and he's going to make knees picks the week after that and it's just going to cycle that's what friends are for this is, yeah, man, I'm me, for that hit me up I'm next week it. let me know next week we're going to host one of these things and I'll, I'll jump yeah. on with you man heck yeah I would love love to love to so I'll, I'll definitely share that with you and uh, yeah uh, going down June 3rd we'll have another watch party oh I would be remiss if I missed this part so that's the league and that's the monthly champion. Here's where you're going to kick ass, dude, is the once a month, once a month, the UFC has the pay-per-view. Yeah. Inside of that, we call it the ultimate fight game. And it's the best picker within the space. So you don't have to be the best of the month. It's just the person that's in the space that has the highest score. You just got to be there by main event time. And uh, obviously, right after the main event, we announce the winner. So that's two times in a month. I'm giving away MMA autograph memorabilia, my dude. So All come right, win man. it. I'll check it. I'll check it out on the app, and then once I get a feel for it, I'll I'll do a I'll do a piece about it too, man. See if we can get a few more people involved. Oh heck yeah! The the more the merrier, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. Good having you on again, Rob. It was a pleasure, Justin, Kobe. Thank you. You guys are wonderful. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience. Where no sport is left behind.